and welcome back to another episode of Business is Pleasure, where you guys know me, hopefully by this point. My name is John L. Francis. I'm the co-owner of Clarendon Co. We source, distribute, market, vintage, contemporary, used clothing, textiles, pajamas, anything that has to do with some type of clothing material, we deal with it, you know? And I'm here with this beautiful specimen beside me. Mm, mm, mm. God damn! <laughs> Colette Monique Lybird. She is my business partner. She's my wifey for lifey. And everything put together. And that's what we call business is pleasure. We mix business and pleasure. And so far, we're starting to get a lot of treasure. So things are going really, really well. This is your first time checking us out. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And the way we always start to show off is, hold on, hold on, hold on. For those who are actually watching this, don't act like you guys don't see the drip. I'm coming all dapper, okay? You know, has to change up a bit on you guys, all right? Thank you. I see you, okay. Um, and for those that are just li um, listening on audio, uh, on audio, I'm wearing a really cool, um, I'd say like heather gray turtleneck with some really dope plaid um, dress pants. And I found this really cool um, vintage eagle cowboy belt the other day, which Colette doesn't like, but she doesn't know style too, too tough, you know? Yes, I do like it. You know, I can tell her she doesn't like it because when I showed her it, she was like, hmm. She wasn't like overly excited. She was like, oh my God, babe, that's so cute. She was like, hmm. But you know, I, I felt the hate, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But the way we always start off the show is, how was your week? Um, it was doing good. It just started. Mm -hmm. So can't really complain much about that. Um, I had a little bit of a hectic morning. It wasn't really hectic in like its actual sense, which is hectic like mentally. But I... Well, what made it so hectic? I don't know. I just felt like anxious and like I had a really weird dream. And like I just woke up feeling kind of weird. But yeah, I cleaned the house and like I kind of like, you know... I don't know, you know, fix my surroundings and I felt a lot better after. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy because I remember I used to read this book and I think it was about habits. And it's like, you should always start like by getting, accomplishing one thing in the morning. So it's like brushing your teeth. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just getting out of bed and making your bed, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that makes you feel like someone accomplished, you know? So it's like, okay, well, that's knocked off. What else can I knock off? You know, I'm going to eat good. I'm going to work out. I'm going to study. I'm going to read, you know? I'm going to go to work. So, 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 you know, I think it's always nice to have like those small victories and that's when you get those really, really big victories. And it's kind of crazy though, cause like, it sounds almost ridiculous just to think like, yeah, I'm going to clean my bed and that's going to make me feel better. And it, there it is, actually did, though. like, you know, the probability of you wanting to do something else now that makes you feel accomplished is good. Cause that feeling of accomplishment, it's addictive, you know, and you yeah. constantly want to be like, oh man, let me knock this out, let me knock this out. Right. Cause there've been so much times where we're like, okay, well, like, you know, I have so much to do. And then you finish like all those five tasks and like holy crap like i'm ready to go i can do 10 more yeah that wasn't that bad like yeah. you know what i mean so like after you like kind of felt like i guess like a bit sluggish in the morning do you think that helped like by cleaning up the house yeah. getting yourself together no yeah for sure it did like i cleaned the whole house and like and guys, don't let her fool you. Our house isn't that big. So when she says the whole house, like, the, like you know, like, take it with a grain of salt. No, I cleaned the whole house in probably like an hour, hour mm -hmm. and a half. So, like, that's not that long. No, and then I felt great. Like, I got, like, something really good accomplished. Now the house looks great. Yeah, yeah I, came in, I came in after picking. I was like, okay, this is done. Floor is swept. Okay. It smelled nice. Because, like, you must, like, spray it or something or whatever. Yeah, they a candle going. She had a candle going. Like, you know, Kyle's trying to take me to bed here and stuff. Like, it's like two in the afternoon, guys. Like, relax. A candle? Like, what's going on here? 
relaxing. You know? But but yeah, that's that's really good, man. And how was your day? Um, my day was good for the most part. You know, it's Monday right here now, so Mondays are like my picking days. I was off picking for a week because one of the warehouses was like shut down and everything. And that's one thing I really want to talk to you about as well. It's like we should always be prepared for when instances like that do occur and it's like the warehouse is gone for six months. You know what I mean? Like, of course, like, I already have a system in place for if that does happen, because I, I, I have a huge list of places that we can look at, and also we have other resellers that we can always buy from, mm-hmm. and also the whole value village and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's always good to almost be prepared for the worst case scenario, you know? I think sometimes we kind of forget about that. It's like, okay, yeah, things are going good now. Like, yeah, we have numerous places to source from. Like, yeah, all the clothing that we're picking is popular. But what's going to happen when it's like, okay, well, people don't really care about windbreakers anymore. People don't really care about Lululemon leggings anymore, you know what I mean? How are we going to properly, like, transition into something new so our business does stay relevant? Mm-hmm. And we aren't stuck in, like, such a precarious situation, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, like, when the warehouse was closed, it made me think, it's like, that's business. That's business. You literally can't be dependent on any one thing, you know? Anything can happen. Yeah, any, 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 and everything usually does happen, you know what I mean? And I think it's kind of cool too, like the way we pick our events. It's like, okay, well, we kind of realize, hey, like some of these events weren't working out for us, and some are. How did did we even start picking our events anyway? Like, how did it come about? Honestly, like, I think, like, generally we do a lot of, like, research without actively knowing that we're doing research. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of the times when, let's say, for example, like, we come across, like, it depends on the type of event, but let's say it's like a sneaker type of like hype event, right? And like a lot of times we'll come across it through like Instagram. I think like the first thing we do is we see how many followers that actual Instagram account has. And like if they have like a smaller amount of followers, it's gonna be more of like a local event. Mm-hmm. So that's not an event that we would like typically like travel for because like exactly. obviously there's a fairly like large investment if we are traveling for an event, right? So like we usually like for those types of events, we only do like the ones that are well known, have a lot of followers, uh, ones that we've heard of before, ones that like there are like other companies that sell like items that are like either similar to ours or like complementary to ours, yeah. so, like sneaker and like our high end streetwear kind of complements with that. Mm-hmm. And then like vintage is mainly like the demographic. Mm-hmm. So like any event that has like a large population of like younger people, so anywhere from like like teenagers like preteens to like young adults young adults yeah Yeah, like that's our demographic we try to stay away from like the craft events because like a lot of times like vintage gets like muddled in with like craft Mm -hmm. so like it ends up being like this kind of like mom event yeah no no like disrespect to moms like it's just our demographic like we love moms Mm -hmm. like shout out to you mom love you mom love you mommy Mm -hmm. but like you know it's not really our demographic Mm -hmm. like they're not really interested in vintage clothing yeah per se at least not for like their kids a lot of the times and like a lot of the times when moms are out shopping they're shopping for like someone other than themselves Mm -hmm. a lot of the time so like it's not really our demographic so we try to stay away from any events like that we also like have gotten really strategic with like the timing for our events this year yeah so like we've gotten away from doing events that are long on, weekends or holidays yeah, or probably close to yeah that are on long weekends or holidays because like we've had like a couple of like not a couple but like some um events that we've done in the past where like, like the, the week before the month before we did them was really good and yeah. the next month we're like holy crap like where is everyone like, like half the amount of people <coughs> and a lot of the times like they were events that were kind of um had like a really young like demographic or it was like 
near like a major like college or university and like that was the demographic that was coming to the event most frequently and then when they're on weekends a lot of the time like people who are away like for school like if they live on campus like if it's thanksgiving or like a long weekend or even like reading week stuff like that people are gonna go away yeah. and they're gonna go either back home to their families or maybe they may take like a little trip or whatever a lot of the time like the population of students that are there just decreases fairly significantly and it's kind of crazy how like, you're bringing that up the time of year because for us to understand that and like to really realize that pattern we actually have to more or less fail that first yeah. time you know what i mean like we had to do it and be like okay this event isn't working for us this time this because time. due to these other variables that are in place yeah you know? and i think sometimes like Unfortunately, you kind of have to do a little bit of failing sometimes so you can be successful in the long run. Yeah. We sat down and we looked over like some um, uh, um, the six one three fleet, and we're like, hey, like this event is great. Um, the ten out of the eleven times that it does occur, but this one time we're gonna skip out on it because we realize, you know what? It's not as profitable, and it doesn't make sense that we drive for four out eight hours yeah. back and forth yeah. just to like get this type of result. And a lot of the times, like weekend, like events that are over, like say like Thanksgiving long weekend and stuff, like for the most part, like people have families. So like even if it is say on a Saturday, for example, most people will do Thanksgiving on like a Sunday or Monday. A lot of the times, people have like 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 me and you, we have two families to go to for for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So sometimes people will do it on like. The Saturday, and then we'll do the other one on the Sunday, or like, like it's not just like the Monday or the Sunday yeah, that yeah, people yeah. are busy for. So like, and like that day sometimes a traveling day as well for people yeah, too, right? Exactly. So it's definitely understandable. And one way I think like we go about looking at events is also just like looking at what other people are doing as well too, right? Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people are almost like too proud to be like hey like what is my competitor doing like hey yeah. like how can i get some insight on this right yeah. so i think it's always good to like just look at your competition and see what they're doing because a lot of times that's how you're going to see how that's how you're going to be able to help grow your business right mm -hmm. by really mimicking someone else's system and then implementing it for your own stuff or, or whatever you know because mm -hmm. for us when we heard about boston got soul we of course did the analysis we looked at their page mm -hmm. looked at all their followers and what i did as well too was like i knew a vintage company that was there and they had a youtube page so i went to their youtube page and actually watched the event and i was like oh crap like they actually did decent there like why don't we try it out as well too right yeah. so i think that's one good thing to always try and do is just like if you're in dish week if you're in the dish company if you have a dish business and you see everyone is going to like that a food show you should be going to a food show too and like sometimes people forget it's like it's not always the competitor. It's sometimes it's just you. Just you should be at an event where where you're able to like speak to your audience as much as possible. You know what I mean? And don't be afraid just to copy someone. You know? Yeah. For 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 all you know, maybe you being there that's allowing your audience to get a product that the other competitors don't have. You know? And copying is the highest form of flattery. Like it's yeah. not always a bad thing. And like realistically, like let's get serious. Like in this day and age. New ideas are very few and far in between. Yeah, look like rap music. Everyone used to be like, well, I'm not sure if everyone was more unique back then, but like from a, from this from the way it looks now, it seems like everyone was. Now everybody's everyone just copying together and working with each other. It's like there's enough of the pie for everyone, so we don't need to like be scared and just like hide all this information to ourselves. Like share it. Like who cares? And you know. And I feel like with competition, it's like it makes everything better. It's like if this guy is able to be so successful at this, it's like crap. Like you know. And it builds a community. Yeah. Like, I think, like, for me, when I think of competition, like, one of the things that sticks out to me the most is when we went to New York for the first time. Mm -hmm. And, like, we, you, like, drive anywhere, and there's, like, 20 convenience stores mm -hmm. on the same block. 
selling the same thing and they all have like they're all open for business and they all don't seem like they're complaining about paying their expensive ass like new york manhattan rent you know what i mean same thing for like like chinese restaurants indian restaurants barbers barbers like they'll literally like all be literally right beside each other and it's because they all have their own set of like loyal clientele they all have their own group that they appeal to but they have built a community because everyone that comes there knows that like yeah i can go to this area and get really good chinese food i can go to this area and hit up any one of the convenience stores and get whatever i need or you know what i mean like and that's what we talked about too right it's like more or less everyone in the vintage community does sell the exact same product so it's like what things can we do to distinguish ourselves from other companies you know and i think a lot of times people get locked to that they worry about okay well I have a product and I have my clientele, they're always going to be around. Yeah. But it's like, okay, well, what's going to happen if your client is disinterested in your product after a certain while? Or they find someone that has the same product as you, but a better price. Because at the end of the day, it's like, if your brand isn't up to par, people will just leave you based on the price. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it even goes to show for us too, right? Because there are some pieces that some people can sell for like, some pieces that we carry, someone can sell for $100. But we don't have that clientele, yeah. so we can only get 50 for it. Yeah, we don't have that demographic. <laughs> like literally, the, like yesterday I saw... Literally the exact same item that we sell and someone else was selling it for like almost triple mm-hmm. of what we usually sell it for. Mm-hmm. But again, like they have the demographic, they have the audience, they have like what like eighty thousand followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just like a different ball game. Like you kind of have to have like an understanding of that. Yeah, and I think that's important too, right? It's like sometimes the market does dictate the price, but then there are those odd occasions where. The companies can dictate their price because they've been able to garner a certain demographic that just loves their product and just knows that hey like this is my guy so just by where the item is i'm gonna get it from here yeah. like, you know what i mean so that's always important mm-hmm. and i think that it has to go to shows like that's why we like will buy certain items that we may not necessarily like mm-hmm. but we know that our audience likes oh, and like i think that's what's most important it's like hey like I wish everyone dressed like me. I wish I could sell the items that I only wear. But the reality of it is like, it's a really selfish and really self-centered way to run a business. And it's really naive. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I feel like we talked about this before, but like, it'd be nice if everyone only liked the stuff that we like, mm-hmm. but that's not realistic, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And part of having a business is just the simple fact that people like a number of different things. Yeah. Like, imagine if we were archetype to only selling like, vintage Levi's denim jackets and nothing else like it'd be really really hard for us to run a business you know yeah. no 100% 100% and I, that's <clears throat> and that, that's one thing I really do like about like constantly finding new and, and different products because mm-hmm. it forces us to get out of our comfort zone because even today when I was picking I was like hey like we need more pants like I feel as if like we're missing out a large demographic that actually does want denim jeans because we literally don't have one pair of denim jeans in our stock yeah. So, like, I want us to do some research and be like, okay, like, what denim jeans do people like? We know people like denim shorts. That's always fine. Yeah. But, like, I know there are some particular styles, like the 517s or, like, the 510 Levi's that people generally do like. Yeah. And it's like, hey, like, let's try and, like, source those pieces for our demographic that does appreciate things like that, right? Yeah. we have access to it. Now it's just understanding the market and just trying to give them that product that they do like. And I think it's definitely something that we could expand out to kind of be interested in or like at least attempt to like see if people have some sort of interest in it because I feel like we're basing our um, perception of like whether people like denim jeans from what we initially saw yeah. when we first started our business, which are like completely different ball games, right? Because when we first started it, we weren't doing apps. Like we barely had, like we had a website, but 
who cares? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's lots of things that we weren't doing, so I think, like, it'd be a really, really good idea to, like, try to try out jeans again and see how that works. Yeah, but I think this time we kind of have a better understanding of, like, how to do our research and, to, and how to look at piece that people do really like, right? Yeah. Because I remember we, got, we had some jeans last year, and they ended up selling, but I think they ended up selling at, at events. At events. Not necessarily at online, right? But the thing I've realized, that people buy at an event, they're going to buy it online. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. For of course, there part. are some pieces that are a bit harder to buy online. Like, for instance, like a dress. Like, you know what I mean? Because some girls like a specific type of fit, especially if it's fitted or if it's too oversized or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then jeans as well, too, right? Because I'm sure, like, a lot of women as well like jeans that fit a particular style. I think anything that's supposed to have, like, a proper fit mm -hmm. is difficult to buy online, especially for, like, your average buyer. Because, like, there's a lot of people that will shop online, but they have that, like, idea in their head they're like i understand that this is not made specifically for me if it doesn't fit perfectly i'm probably gonna have to get it altered you mm. know what i mean mm. or probably gonna have to get something changed or whatever but i don't think a lot of shoppers are like that that's though. what i mean yeah. like i remember i i first remember that show what not to wear yep yep they gave you some really insightful information that's, about that's that. where i first got that from because it was like people always think that you can just like shop and pull anything off a rack and it's supposed to fit you perfectly but they're they're made for like stock sizes they're not made for like real people real sometimes. people and yeah. like everyone has a different body type so everything's going to fit every person differently so like the idea that you're going to buy something that's going to fit perfectly is kind of like naive right uh -huh. like you should expect to get something altered but like i try to encourage that in our prices yeah. so like keeping our prices affordable so like if someone does want to buy it they can have that idea in their head like hey like i'm going to buy this may have to get it altered for like 10 bucks but at least it's not that expensive to begin right. with and i think that'd be a great selling point for some of our clientele as well too and like oh it doesn't fit like this and like well you know how clothes that are made fit one body type don't like don't be afraid to get it altered you know what i mean yeah. and i think the good thing about vintage pieces that like it's already old, so you know it's gonna last the test of time. Yeah, it's already lasted how long? Like, <laughs> right? So for it's gonna last for another 10, 15 years, right? So to go and get it altered, you're only benefiting yourself and for like to have a perfect fit. It's amazing when you have a pair of pants, you just slip yourself, you just slip right in. Yeah. And like, holy crap, like this is perfect. I can move, it's durable. It's yeah, really and, amazing. and I think the fact that the quality is there, mm -hmm. the incentive is there to get it altered. Because like myself personally, like if I buy something from H&M, I'm not getting that altered. Mm -hmm. No no disrespect to H&M, but like, I, I'm expecting thick to only last maybe like ten wears. Yeah, like not five even. Washes. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. I like if I I'm not I'm not getting altered because I know it's not gonna last that long. But at least something with like vintage, it's really good quality. Like you can get it altered and know that's still gonna last you for mm. forever, right? No, no, a hundred percent. That's what's really important. And also, even the idea of like us like not necessarily buying products that we like. I think it would be cool if we start focusing on new products to get now, you know what I mean? Because I think we kind of know items that are gonna sell really well for us, so like anything Carhartt, Levi's denim jackets, mm -hmm. Adidas tearaway pants, Nike windbreakers, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, really, champion crew necks, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, in, but in reality, it's gonna be hard for us to scale our business if we only have like six, seven products that we're always focusing on, you know what I mean? I really mean? wanna start focusing on <coughs> the women's yes. stuff that, yes. we can, yes. that we can start buying, because like, I don't know, like, I personally don't do a lot of online shopping, but I know people that do, mm -hmm. and I kind of have, a, like, an idea of what... That's so funny, eh? Like, I actually don't like online shopping. No, I don't. But we run an e-commerce business. Yeah. I think that's so ironic, because for, for me personally, I can understand the customer or the client that doesn't feel comfortable getting something and it not fitting and then being annoyed about it, that have having to go through the return process or the refund process, you know what I mean? For me, I personally like feeling something and trying it on. 
Like, that's, See, that's I'm just like, me. I'm in between because I like. Unless it's something small, it's like a belt or something, yeah. or like maybe like for you like a purse, a purse. or like a wallet, like, I'm, like whatever. I'm in between because I like seeing it in person, but I will I don't try stuff on. Like I, you I don't try stuff on. No, well, I, I, stuff on I only too. try stuff on if I absolutely need to, like mm-hmm. jeans, obviously. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Like, and also, it depends on how long the line is. And it depends. Like change room. If it's more than three people. <laughs> no, no, I'm just and it depends on the store too. Like if I know, and that's the thing that's a little bit difficult with us because like we don't have a store size because our stuff is vintage. It's from a number of different places, different eras even. So like, so like, it's like if I'm buying a dress from H and M, I know how it's gonna fit. If I'm buying a dress from like Forever Twenty One, I know how it's gonna fit. But like, I don't back- know how a vintage like know how a vintage like.
know how 